Hey everybody, welcome to the All Over Overland Podcast. My name is Michael, and on this episode, we're going to talk about how and why and what happened when I needed a new battery for the truck. Yeah, it was a cluster. Hey everybody, welcome to All Over Overland. Um, this is going to be a little different. I am trying something new. It's a Saturday and most of you should be out having fun, overlanding, camping, traveling, doing whatever it is that you're doing. Like, for yourself. Um, in this overlanding world. Maybe you're like me sitting at home. I hope not. Um, I've got my kid this weekend. She's at a birthday party, so I thought, let me jump here and, and tell you guys a little bit about something that happened. Now, this is weird to me today because not only am I recording this for my podcast, but I'm also trying to record this on my on my video on YouTube, going live, trying this out even though it wasn't planned, and uh, I, uh, I'm doing, I got a new webcam. So we're trying things out. But anyway... What the purpose of this show was, or this episode was, however you want to look at it, was that we all get out there and we have some kind of issue that happens on the trail that's unexpected, unplanned. Maybe we didn't financially plan for the mishap to happen or whatever it was. It's been a tight couple months for me and my truck just died. Just died. Just wouldn't start. Battery was dead. Um, once I looked, opened up the hood, and whenever I jumped it um, to get a move on, to get going, I noticed that the bat had a lot. The bat, the battery had a lot of corrosion at the top, and it actually looked like it was charred um, on the top of the battery. I've never really seen that before, except for like a battery that actually did catch fire. Um, there wasn't any. Other than charring, I never really thought that it caught on fire. So I'm not real sure what happened. There was a lot of corrosion around the terminals. Um, so got that all cleaned up. But what I did was it's a hundred and like five degrees that day. And I knew that I was just going to get a cheap replacement battery um, for now. That may, I may upgrade at some point, but you know, like life happens. So I went to Walmart to get a new battery. It was close to where um, the truck wouldn't start anymore, so got it jumped, and I had my daughter with me. Now, she's 11 years old, and we pulled over by the uh, automotive department there at Walmart. I was just going to run in, get a battery, come back, take it home, and install it. I noticed that there was a free installation <laughs> sign um, there at Walmart, so I was going to buy my crappy, look, I know, don't buy your batteries at Walmart, that's what everybody's going to say, don't let Walmart service your vehicle at all, that's what everybody's going to say, but look, it was a battery installation, how hard can this be, I've done it, I couldn't tell you how many times I've changed a battery in a vehicle, so I didn't think that this was going to be such an issue, so finally get the text that they're working on the uh, the vehicle. Um, again, it was 100 and something degrees outside, so I didn't want to have to deal with it. And if somebody was going to do it for free, 
might as well let them try. Well, once I got the text as we were walking around the store, I walked over to um, the automotive area because you can watch them as they work on the vehicle. They have you know chairs and glass and all that kind of stuff. So I'm watching and they are confused. I can tell that they are scratching their head. They're looking and pointing. Now there's three people looking in the hood of my truck. So I'm kind of wondering, what's going on? <laughs> like, this is this is just a battery swap. It shouldn't be hard. Um, undo the crossbar that holds the battery down. Undo each terminal. Take the, you know, the, the, the terminal connectors off. Um, take the battery out. Put the new battery in. Put the, you know, the thing that holds the battery down, put the terminals on, you're done. That's all removing and replacing a battery takes. But these three guys are pointing, scratching their head. The only thing I didn't see them do was spit. And I'm sure they probably did, but I didn't see it. I have a friend that says men point, scratch their head, and spit. That's, that's when you know man shit's getting done. Well, it didn't look like man shit was getting done. It looked like confusion was coming across them and showering down like the biggest thunderstorm you've ever seen. So they look over at me, looking at them, and one of the guys points at me, points at the truck, and is like, hey, is this, is this yours? Is this what's happening? And I said, well, yeah. That, that's me. Like, I made the signals because we were sign mansplaining in sign language what was going on. So I walk over to the door. He's walking over the door, and he was like, man, that's not going to get fixed. And I was like, dude, you're just changing a battery. Like, what's going on? He was like, well, we can't get the terminal disconnected. And I said, okay. And he goes, come, let me show you what we're looking at. I said, okay. And he goes, it's not an 8 millimeter, and it's not a, an 8 millimeter's not big enough to go around the nut, a nine millimeters too big. And I wanted to say, well, then why aren't you going standard? You know, anyway. Um, and I, then I suggested, well, have you tried the battery or the, the, the rubber band trick? Now the rubber band trick, if you have a nut or a bolt that's, that's acting funny, that's stripped or, there's no like 8.5 metric socket that's going to fit on it. So what a rubber band does is it fills in the, the gaps. It fills in that space. And then it also, because it's rubbery, um, gives it a little bit of grip. So whenever you actually wrap that rubber band around the bolt or the nut and then put the socket on or a wrench or whatever it may be, it'll actually let you turn it. So if it's just slightly smaller... Um, then the socket or wrench that you're using, you should be able to use this technique and be good to go. So that's a little wisdom dropped on you. If you didn't know that, you know that now. Um, so I asked him that and he just kind of looked at me dumbfounded and, uh, and said, yeah, we're not, we're not going to be able to do that. So I was like, okay, so what really is going on? He's like, well, We've tried to turn it and it won't turn. Uh, we can't get a wrench on it. Um, you know, the sprockets won't work and all that kind of stuff. And I said, okay, so if you guys, and, and I was giving them too much credit. I said, if you guys at a mechanic's garage 
can't do it. How do you expect anybody else to do it? He was like, well, you need to take it to a dealer. And I was like, good Lord. And he goes, or you can take it down the street to this other shop that charges way too much, but they probably could get it done for you. And I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to look at it myself. Um, Thank you very much. Uh, Can you get it started for me? And they were like, we should be able to. Again, my confidence wasn't high, so I'm watching them uh, basically put a jump starter on on the truck, and they did get it started. So I call my dad, and I'm like, hey, dad. None of this makes sense. They're trying to tell me I need to do go to a dealership. I think they're, I think they're wrong. Um, I don't want to say anything too bad. I think they're wrong, and uh, I need your set of eyes. My dad's like genius level on everything, so I trust him uh, more than I trust most anybody else. So he's like, yeah, come on over. I'm, I'm free. I'm good. So run over there, and we start looking at it. And granted, I didn't want to go home and turn off the truck and play with it and then have to go to his house and not be able to get there. So that's why I went straight over there because two heads are always better than one and he's somebody I trust. So go over there and we start looking at it. And I was like, you know, they said that thing about the sprockets, but I don't think they tried pliers. And he was like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get the pliers out. <laughs> so we got the pliers. It turned like once you got a hold of it, there wasn't anything like he was acting like it was melted and fused into the piece. And this is just the nut to separate. Um, I can't think of the proper name. I know the terminals stick up. So the connectors to separate those, you know how it's a circle and then they've got the bolt and the nut um, that clamps it down and loosens it, loosens it up. Right. Um, so, yeah, it didn't take anything to, to get that turned and taken off. Um, so we got that off. Dad got the voltmeter out, and and the, the battery showed that it was, it was still putting out 12 volts. And, and he was like, well, he said, you know, let's go ahead and take the battery with us and have them check it just to make sure. And I was like, this battery looks like it's done. Like, it looks bad. It looks rough. It looks like somebody got into a street fight with Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson won and you look like a mess. So that's what the battery looked like. And so we take the battery in and they said, Oh gosh, that battery looks bad. But what we also found out was that on, um, the Nissan's on the positive side, they have like, I don't want to say a computer, but it looks like a little computer box. It looks like, you know, like a car computer box, you know, it's got a bunch of wires sticking out of it that's connected to, the um, the terminal cable that comes out on the positive side and then the piece that wraps around the battery, that piece looks shot. So we were like, well, and we can't scrape enough of it to get the corrosion off. But luckily, there's just one little bolt and then that little piece comes out, the computer part stays there connected to the wire, so we just got to replace that one little piece on the uh, the terminal connector. So we go to AutoZone and we get a new battery and they have the part for the Nissan Frontier for the terminal. Shocked. Figured they were going to be like, yeah, it's going to be five days. Um, So we were able to do all that and get it all, you know, installed. If you took out the time that we drove to uh, AutoZone to get the battery and, oh yeah, I didn't buy the Walmart battery. To get the battery 
and then to buy the piece for the terminal connector, if you took that travel part out of it, we probably would have had that battery changed in five minutes. Like, it wasn't difficult. It wasn't hard. Um, just Walmart, man. And and I'll be really, really honest. I don't 100% think it's the guys at Walmart because they were actually really, really nice. And he had told me, you know, like, we just can't afford to break anything. You know, we're basically... He didn't say it, but it sounded like they were basically told, hey, if it's any kind of difficult, don't do it because they don't want to be liable for fixing anything else that could have gone wrong by trying to, to force um, a nut or <laughs> a bolt uh, loose. So I understand their point of view, I just think it's pretty shitty that you can't go in and have just a battery replaced. That a process that should have taken five minutes is now going to take a total of several hours to get accomplished because of all the here and goes that I had to do from the time the whole thing started. You know, I was at Walmart for probably 45 minutes at least. Um, so I couldn't get that time back. But the guys were nice. They even asked me, what's, what's that big black thing on the top of your truck? <laughs> and I started laughing. I was like, man, that's a tent. And uh, I didn't deploy the tent, but I told them exactly how easy it was and how it's set up and, uh, and kind of went from there. They, they were really pretty nice guys, even though they weren't able to do what I needed to do. And I was confused to why they weren't willing to go the extra mile to get something done. I guess that's the Walmart way. You know, it's just all about come in fast, buy your stuff and get out of here. You know, like Walmart doesn't even care anymore if you're in the aisle and they're pushing their big little, their big carts where they're taking online orders. Um, they don't even care if you're standing in the way. They just like run over you or they'll park their thing and walk 10 feet away from it and just expect you to sit there and wait unless you just move it yourself, their cart, because they always park it in the way. It's always in the way. Always. Um, so, yeah, that was just kind of a pain. And, you know, and it's one of those things, I was lucky where it happened that I was close to a Walmart because I've been on the trail before. And when I did the Oklahoma Adventure Trail and when we did the West Half Loop, um, I had a battery issue the first night or first morning and we still drove it all day. And it's, it finally was like, yeah, this battery is not going to work. So we had to change it. God, where were we? I want to say, I guess it was the second day, Elk City, second day had battery issues the first morning. Um, but it started and I was able to go. Um, and it was just a slow start. Same, same kind of thing that was happening um, with the Nissan, cause that was in the Liberty with the Nissan on Saturday, that morning, it was a slow start, uh, picked up my daughter, slow start. We went and ate lunch, slow start. And then I went to her mom's house to go grab some stuff for, her, and it wouldn't start. So that's where I got it jumped and Walmart was just around the corner. So it just made sense to quickly go there to get a battery to take it home and to 
install it myself. But like I said, whenever I saw that it was free installations and it's 107 degrees outside, I was like, yes, please. Um, ended up having to change the battery out in the middle of the um, sun anyway. So that didn't really save me. So that's what I get for cutting corners, I guess. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, huh. you know, I didn't, I didn't plan on it and I didn't research it enough because I, I didn't have batteries on my mind as far as my car starting battery. I have batteries on my mind as far as the cooler that I have and then the devices that I'm going to want to charge with it and all of those things. So I'm kind of trying still to to figure out exactly what the best option is. I've reached out to a couple of companies that I want to have come on the All Over Overland show to talk about their batteries and power solutions. We've had Red Arc on several times and I love their product. Um, but I still have to buy a battery and then their product. You know, whether that's a lithium battery or a good quote unquote car battery, um, that's a lot of investment to get in there. Whenever I can get a Blue Yeti, a Jackery, a Goal Zero, um, you know, I've got this Rock Pals, but it's only a 200 watt, so it's not going to do uh, anything for keeping a, a cooler going. Um, so I'm looking at different options and I kind of like the portable option just because when I, I keep saying when, when it happens, whenever I'm traveling and I'm interviewing people on the road or interviewing people at a campsite from a trail that we just ran, um, whatever it may be, being at an event, I want to be able to move my studio wherever I need it meaning like take the mics with me and have the battery, a battery system that's, that's going to be able to run it. I don't want to necessarily have to be tied to the vehicle because it may not be where I want to do the interview, or I don't want it to be as repetitive as this. And you guys will see if you're looking on the YouTube channel, whenever you're watching this, rather than if you're a podcast, just listening to it, You'll see that I've been playing with the lighting and I got a new web camera. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this to test that web camera out. And it's probably too clear because that's my face and you can see it. <laughs> so that's kind of where I am with that. But yeah, like when you're on the road, sometimes you are at the mercy of whatever mechanics available or whatever stores available. And... It just sucks that you can't count on people, um, that you can't count on companies, probably more so than people, um, to do what's best or to, to do what you need. Now, there are some amazing companies that go far above and beyond, and usually those are mom and pop places. Those aren't usually corporate places that are like Walmart that are just trying to push people in and out. Again, the guys there were really nice to me other than not being able to do my job or do the job for me, but, uh, got it done. Uh, we got the new battery in, like I said, probably work hours were five minutes, um, driving around and getting stuff that added probably at least another 30 minutes to, to stop what we were doing, to go to AutoZone, come back, 
Um, but I am down the road and have started it several times and it starts right up. So I'm happy to report that it has a, uh, a, a grade up higher than the, the Walmart batteries that were there. Um, but again, not, not a battery that I would feel comfortable hooking all kinds of stuff to. Um, a battery that is sole job is going to be to start the vehicle, um, keep the, uh, the minor things going, uh, or the normal things going for the vehicle, but any other power that I am in, that I'm going to have, um, I'm going to need to either get a dual battery setup that is connected into a Red Arc system, or I'm going to have to do a portable battery um, system to keep the fridge and keep uh, everything else happy and going. So that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, just wanted to report, I posted a picture of the, the truck in the shop and, uh, a couple of people asked me and I gave comments about what was going on there, but he was like, Oh my gosh, you took it to Walmart. Can't believe you trust those guys at Walmart. It wasn't about that. It was just quick, easy. And it's a hundred plus degrees outside. So I didn't want to have to deal with it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what happened this weekend. Um, Molly and I have talked about possibly going for a drive tomorrow, so I might have some new footage coming out of some of the trails around here. Um, not 100% sure tomorrow's Sunday, um, so we'll see exactly how we're feeling. You know, whenever you've got an 11-year-old daughter, you know, part-time dad. You just try to make her comfortable and happy as much as possible, and it's all about bonding time. And if she's not happy when you're bonding, then it's not bonding. It's just a pissed off little girl, <laughs> you know, that you got to deal with. So anyway, I hope you guys are having a wonderful evening, a wonderful weekend. Hope you didn't have any battery issues or anything else and had to deal with a garage or a place that was just not, I won't, I don't want to say competent, but not willing to, to do what it is that you needed to do because of what it sounds like company policy. I don't think it was them. I think it was more company policy than it was pretty much anything else. So you guys are awesome. I love you to death. Um, you know, share the word. You know, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, let people know. Share this on whatever page or whatever it is that you that you do. If you are uh, just listening to the podcast, then, you know, give us a good rating um, also share this with friends, talk about it because we're trying to grow. I'm trying to grow this. I'm trying to grow this into, uh, something that will be a little bit more sustainable for me so that I can focus on this more and give you better content, you know, and, and, and be able to be out more, be able to go to all the expos. You know, I went to, the Mountain West Expo last year had a blast. Didn't do a whole lot of recording from it because I was there helping Opus and just trying to meet people. You know, I didn't want to rush up with people with a camera. I wanted to build connections and relationships, and I did do a lot of that. I just haven't been able to make it to another Overland Expo since then. The Moore Expo was a blast, and I will always try and go to that Um um, Chris has always been a great guy to us, and as long as we always have a, a, a good relationship um, going, then then we'll always be there helping and doing what we can to promote the Moore Expo, um, which was in Springfield, Missouri. Um, it was in April, 
and had a blast. So can't wait till next year's. Um, he hasn't really said, but I'm sure it's still going to be in April. I think that worked out pretty good for everybody. Um, but yeah, so just spread the word. You know, we're trying to grow this and do what we can, and hopefully we're bringing good content to you. If there's anything that you would like us to talk about, for me to talk about either on my podcast, um, on the Overland Radio Show, um, that well, the All Over Overland Radio Show that we do on Overland Radio, and uh, and then here on the YouTube channel. Like, what do you guys want to see? Do you guys want to see me bombing down trails? Is that what you guys want to see? There's a lot of videos of people bombing down trails and not a lot of this. Um, so you guys let me know, you know, and if there's things, talking points that you want to talk about, then, you know, again, same thing. Let me know and we will do everything we can. And if the video doesn't work, then I'm sorry if you listen to the podcast and try to go over the YouTube. Usually I do these things live and I don't think it's live live. Um, I think I recorded it this time and I'll have to publish it. So we'll see. (laughs) We'll see if it all works. Um, anyway, you guys have been great. Thank you so much. Whatever you do, make sure that you go all over.